What up, nerds? This is For the Love of the Pod, a show about sports, crime, sex, controversy, but mostly sports. I am your cowboy cuck, Thomas May. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, Aaron Mason to my left. I got Brian Owen across from me. And then also across from me, I have uh, Nathaniel Erickson, our special guest today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're happy to have you, Nathaniel. And I'm just, uh, as the producer, going to turn down Thomas's mic slowly. <laughs> so we've got a few things to talk about. We're going to do Real fo- quick, oh, I just want to say, oh. I love that nickname. And is that something that you're just like preparing yourself mentally b- for Sunday? Neither confirmed nor denied. Um, <laughs> so confirmed. <laughs> I, it is I, very creative, though, confirmed? and it took us, it was it was a good laugh. Probably the funniest one you've wait, done wait, so wait, far. Wait. Thank you. I've got, a, like I said, I have a list of them. We're going to run through them for the next however long this goes for um but today forever we were talking about forever that would be great i'd love that i missed you guys did you miss me yeah it's been like this. three days yeah, yeah it's been three not days. even three days two days i don't know why but this this is just like a more intimate fun interaction than uh staring at a TV? television yelling occasionally yeah yeah watching teams calling suck. watching our teams lose watching yeah. calling <laughs> professional athletes uh scrubs <laughs> yeah and saying they suck. Talking about how we make better decisions than any of the GMs in the yeah, league. I said, have they not seen my fantasy team? I make so many more yeah. better decisions than Bill O'Brien. I could run that organization. Exactly. Do we all have winning records in our fantasy league? No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm two and four. Two. Literally, I'm, <laughs> yeah. four? I'm, Dude, I'm one in three. Uh, it's been it's been two rough. Two. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Today we're gonna be talking about football, uh, etc. And then uh, basketball later on. I think we're talking about hockey. Yes. <laughs> We are? Okay, great. And then, uh, very specially... Oh, we're also talking about baseball. I forgot about baseball. Um, and then, So did Manfred. <laughs> <laughs> and then our um, sporting criminal of the week is uh, Daryl Henley later on, which will be presented by Aaron Mason. Speaking of Aaron Mason... Hey! <laughs> the boss there! No, he, sorry, even was, when he doesn't have the transition no, responsibilities, I was, re- I was reading a, a, uh, a text from Nathaniel. Of, speaking of Aaron Mason, speaking of Aaron Mason, Aaron Mason has a little bit of the NFL crosstalk for us boys to go across this week, and uh, yeah, we have uh, four games, and then we have a little bit of uh, um, organizational changes, uh, specifically with uh, Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans. Uh, Bill O'Brien, if you're not aware, you probably are, uh, was terminated. Uh, he spent seven years with uh, the Houston Texans, and I believe he was named as GM. What? It's been seven years yes, of that. Seven oh years. My God. God. Yeah, yeah, seven. So uh, going, go, like, let's let's go through this a little bit. I'm on Pro Football Reference real quick. So in 2014, he took over the team. Uh, they went nine and seven, and then 2015. Can y'all guess like what the record was? 2015. Yeah. 2014 it was nine and seven. 2015 it was. 2015 two and was eleven or two and fourteen. Yeah. No. Uh, nine and seven. No. <laughs> 2016. It was. I know one of these is like two and nine 11. and seven. Nine and seven. Boom. <laughs> 2017. It was. This has a Garrett. Four and twelve. <laughs> okay, close enough. And then 2018, 11 and five. 2019, 10 and six. And then, and 2020, uh, zero and four. And he got to the playoffs <laughs> with a couple of those nine and seven. Um, oh, am I too close to it still? Well, it's because uh. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you uh? Can you check it real quick? And no, no, it's fine. It's fine? Okay. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's a couple of those 9-7 teams, he got to the playoffs with them, Because right? AFC South used to yeah, be like really bad. Trash. Yeah, yeah so they, left. Now NFC East is that. They've yeah. had six playoff appearances, and their record in those is two and four. 
So that's good, right? Last year was the fir- like first one because he won one early, right? Yeah, they won one and lost one. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, uh, so I guess first question is: is that is what the the season by season track record something that is indicative of somebody who should be a general manager slash head coach? with that established no. quote-unquote success or lack thereof. No. Absolutely not. But he's 100% playing up the whole Bill Belichick. I'm Bill Belichick's protege, and this is what Bill Belichick does. So our team will do better once I get that kind of control. And who was he an yeah. offensive coordinator for before he went to Houston? Patriots. Yeah. 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 yeah so, yeah. I, no, I know. I'm just, I'm Wait, just, I'm just saying, like, yeah. I can what? see the law. Oh, shut up. Yeah. yeah. I could see the logic there, like no, but it w- I don't think it was until last year that he started being GM. Right, he was pretty much yeah. an interim interim GM. Wait, last year, yeah. Bill Belichick. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about oh. uh, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, but he no, only but started doing that last year. Yeah, he, they damn. fired their GM over some. I don't remember what happened. Yeah, let's but save money. Just he was give just it to like, a, yeah, a coach. I, what I don't get though is, <clears throat> all right, like if if the owner. Oh, owners, I don't, I don't know who the owner of the Texans is, but if they have him on such a short leash, where yeah, he's, Adams. yeah, where they, where they're gonna allow him to be let go after four games, why would you not make that decision in the off season before he Hopkins. makes one of the worst trades in the history of Janice McNair? I said one of the worst. Trades. No, 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 Janice uh, McNair is the owner of the Houston oh. Texans. I googled it. Yeah, her father died recently. I'm pretty sure it's Janice. Rest in peace. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow, that's a really interesting way. Janice, J N I C E. Janice. We just thought it was Denise. some like weird, weird uh, pronunciation Janice. of a man's name. No, Janice. That's yeah. right. J J N I C E. What I say, Janice? No, you said Janice. It's Janice. Oh, Janice. Is that a name? I feel like it's a name. No, I think it is Janice. All right, Tomas. Okay. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, yeah, she probably, I don't know. She might not be. Oh, I got a couple of rapid-fire questions. First one. Oh. Okay. Oh, well, oh wait, hold, sorry, hold on. Probably the reason I just realized, I just remembered why. So Bob had died in 2018. So mm-hmm. that's, that's why Bill took over as GM. Got it. Yeah, so he, I guess he's just remained as GM since then. So then they got to go get a new coach and a new GM. I mean, that's the best package deal with yeah. going through a pandemic. I mean, where you have to interview them. That's not that Zoom. big of a deal, in my opinion. I don't know. They're not interviewing You're right, over but Zoom. I mean, because the <laughs> majority of it's going to be what have you done? What What is your qualifications? Like, I mean, the interview, I think, in the NFL is almost always a foregone conclusion it's not as impactful as real life it's a what direction do you see this team going and how are you going to get into there kind yeah of thing also what are your qualifications for this job what have you done yeah. and then nfl so far qualifications well everybody knows a lot of the guys i i mean who who do you think is going to take this job i don't know to the, be honest the I, oc of kansas city i can't remember his name i hope not because I actually think he's going to be good. Uh, Bellamy or whatever. Yeah, I thought Andy Reid was the OC yeah. for Kansas no, City. Yeah, and he Bien-Ami. calls the plays. Yeah, Benemy. Okay. I think he calls the plays. I don't think he's OC though. Like okay. he has an OC. Gotcha. But. Yeah, Mac Nagy was the his last OC. Okay. And then Benemy took over, and he's been doing amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the the name that, um, you know, a lot of people said that it was kind of, because he's an African-American man, that thought it was kind of racist that none of the teams took him because of how well he did. But he's certainly at the top of the list of anybody's head coaching searches. So I think I think we talked about this over text the other day. Um, I guess that was yesterday when this happened, is that the Texans may have done themselves a favor in doing this now, ripping off the Band-Aid now, so they can get out ahead and try and start – you know, getting the top prospect now before it's too late. Well, what coaches are we looking at probably not having a job by end of the year? Adam Gase. Yeah. Matt, Matt Patricia. Patricia. Bill O'Brien. Well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's already that's a... So I think it's those two, honestly. Let's um, see unless here. you guys can think of somebody I, else that's I, underperforming. I think if the, Bears, I mean, if the Bears fall apart, Matt Nagy would be up there. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, too, like if – I know they just won a game, but if it keeps going terribly, I can see Mike Done. Zimmer – Oh, out. Doug Peterson's another one, in my opinion, if the Eagles fall apart, yeah. especially in a very winnable uh, division. Doug Marone, maybe? Yeah, I think he should be. Because just where, what Jacksonville's moving towards, you want to start over with a new coach, in my opinion. I don't know what they're moving towards. <laughs> well, I mean, they ha- I'm saying they have, a lot, Trevor Lawrence. They have a, a lot of draft picks. But, yeah, they're not, they're uh, not working out. I feel like it's almost a foregone conclusion that the Jets are going to take Trevor Lawrence. Who's worse than the Jets? The Texans. The Giants. I, exactly. Yeah. It's either the Jets or the Giants. I will agree with you there. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, the, the Texans te- are worse than the, the te- Jets. The issue with the Texans is they just have no, I mean, I don't know. I like I, that's. I just have no idea what that team, how that team can be successful in the next five years. Let me ask you another question. Have you watched a Jets game? Yes. Mm. Oh, my God. It's, it's hard to watch. The Texans, to, watch. to me, are the same place they were five years Five years ago? Is that how long Watson's been in the league? Three years? Whatever. Whatever. Four years. He was a year after death. Yeah, four years. As soon as Watson goes down, that team is not good. Yeah, I agree. And he he basically gives you a win, and you have to will your way to the other, you know, I actually read an interesting stat today about keeping up with Bill O'Brien being a horrible GM. Uh, He refused to pay Dwayne Brown, who went to the Seattle Seahawks. So far, he's given up 70 pressures in this time span. Lermie Tunsil is given up 72 during that time span. And he's getting paid twice as much as Dwayne Brown, and they had to give up picks. So not only is Watson your team, but the people that you've tried to surround him with, especially the line to keep him healthy, is not performing at a good enough level. Been totally mismanaged entirely. I just think they they need to trade off anybody they can before the deadline. JJ. I would love to see JJ JJ Merciless. Oh my god! Uh, David Johnson, they can get it. Uh, anybody that can get anything for like I don't. You just signed. You just you would have to give up too much to try and trade Deshaun. Watson. I, I mean, you really can't. You just signed a new. You just signed a four year contract with him. Yeah, but any of these teams that have that kind of, I mean, Giants. You're gonna have to eat money, and you're gonna get. I mean, you're not gonna get anything worthwhile. How like, many? How many of those teams do you think are willing to not take on that contract? I think that the. the uh, the point that Brian's making is a good one, that there are teams that need a quarterback desperately and would love to have Deshaun Watson on their team. I just disagree that the Texans would ever, ever entertain that. It would have to be something that Watson decided on his own. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he has he a no-trade clause trade. anyways. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or no move clause. this is the NBA where you can just do stuff like that. But, I, but I mean, if you start blowing up that team, Watson probably wants out. Yeah. Yeah, what's the incentive of him staying with a dumpster fire when he's trying to be productive? And not, if he wants to chase rings, why? 
stay and then try and rebuild something that far into his career. Or just right now I'm in the prime of my career exactly. and you don't have any line to help me. Wow, I'm going to get injured two weeks into yeah, the next Yeah, you already season. missed one season off of like bullshit like yeah. that. And Yeah, um, but if they're, if they're thinking, you know, if they're, let's say they're able to, I don't, I mean, I can't say who, they'd probably be able to secure, I don't think they could secure a first round pick, but they could probably secure several second, thirds, whatever. And let's say two years out. They've got two years left of Deshaun. And if they want to screw me longer, they're at least like starting a new window. And like, that's what they're, they, they would be betting on. You know, I think he only signed like a four year deal. Like, but still, I mean, I think it's, it's harder to find a quarterback like Deshaun, I think, than, um, like the, what you would actually probably get for him with the con the full contract that he has. Totally agree. Would it not be easier though to offload somebody like Deshaun for the like the, the overall stock of him to be able to acquire key pieces like that and to be able to go and get a quarterback later on that the team's already set up for to have a quarterback come in with a like a established line and yeah. receiving core. I think so, yeah, but I'm saying like <clears throat> with his, his full contract value. Yeah. I, I just I see you could get like a first, maybe. Okay. And okay, then yeah. yeah, so, like, I'm just saying, like, you would be taking a bet on that first, hoping it pans out to be somebody like Deshaun, rather than saying, like, in two to three years, I have Deshaun, and hopefully these other picks that we've gotten for all the guys we offloaded work out. There's a lot of options on the table, and it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what happens. Um, I, 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 uh, I really feel bad for I honestly feel yeah. terrible for the guy. Like, this is not... <laughs> I, I think what Aaron, to be armchair GM real quick, uh, what Aaron just said is the right way to put a team together is you start with the team and then go get the quarterback afterwards. It's the same thing that, frankly, the Cowboys did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I don't know if they went out to get Dak Prescott, but they certainly kept drafting quarterbacks. Yeah, It's the same thing that the San Francisco 49ers did to get Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, Maybe a bad example, but it's the same thing that the um, Minnesota Vikings did when they got Kirk Cousins. It's the opposite of what teams like the New York Giants, the New York Jets have done or, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of some other teams where they're. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just that's the way you should do it. Put a put a young quarterback that's never played at the speed of the NFL into a good situation rather than a shitty situation and hope your quarterback, you know. For swims. sure, I just think like when you're trying to probably like if you're in the position of the Texans and you're probably trying to hold on to whatever if you're already offloading a bunch of people and you're trying to hold on to whatever fan base you have left after trading away yeah. like. I mean, prior to Deshaun, like, Watt, uh, Hopkins was, like, their – and Watt, obviously. Watt was their, like, poster boy. Their but like their franchise, yeah. Like, the outrage from trading away DeAndre was, like, insurmountable. And then, like, if you were just to offload, like, you know, uh, Deshaun along with everybody else, like, everybody's going to jump ship. You're not going to have – any fans. Oh, not at all. But it only, it only took them four years, like from 2012 when they lost Matt Schaub and that whole, like, Arian Foster for that whole crew to fall apart in, like, 2016, 2017. They're already relevant again. And I mean, somewhat. They had yeah. to go through the whole Brock Lobster situation. Yeah, like it's a good everybody. <laughs> but, I mean, everybody. Yeah, that was a terrible contract. Uh, uh, he, boy got paid. Yeah, I know. <laughs> boy was, got paid. It was a terrible contract, though. So, uh, okay, so I have, I have a question for you guys before we move on from Bill, Bill, o, Bill O'Brien. Bob. Bab. Um, 
So, uh, just rapid fire. Y'all can just go around and say what you want. So, Bill Bryant, Bill Bryan, will he land another head coaching gig? If not, will he land another OC gig, or is he blacklisted from the NFL after this? He's not doing anything this next season. Yeah, no. I, I think he takes a year off. I think he. Whether he, he go back to, to college? No. I think he gets an OC job, but I don't. I don't see him being. I mean, Garrett got an OC job. I could see yeah. him being a head coach in this league again. I honestly think, as a head coach, he's. Middle of the pack. That's what I would call him. Like, I don't think he's bad. Middle of the pack. Yeah, it no, doesn't I mean agree. you're bad. But yeah. he, was a, he was a terrible GM. I don't think he was a terrible head coach. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. I it's just I I think that does hurt his reputation though. Is that fact that he kind of whether it was a power grab or not, it's going to be perceived as a power grab. That hey, I need to be in that GM position, sort of thing. And do I want that kind of person run or running my team? Yeah, I, I think I think the first step the first job he gets would be an OC job and then would eventually work his way back up to a head coach job. But I don't think, I don't know. I don't know what team would want to make that leap and be like, yeah, we're going to give you a head coaching job right after this like dumpster fire of the last two years. Yeah. The jets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd, he'd be a, he'd be a step up, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> he probably would be. Holy shit. You heard it here first prediction. The jets hire Bill O'Brien. I would love it. I would laugh yeah, so much. Yeah, I would too. Remember that great song that um, Bob had? Who's Bob? Bob. B.O.B. B.O.B.? Moving like airplanes in the night sky, sky like shooting stars. Like girl Haley Williams. Yeah. So Jets, airplane, the night sky, Bob. Boom. Yeah. I love got it. it. It was foretold. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on down the list, we had a... Uh, now we're going to get into our, our games of the week, if you want to call them that. But I guess they were the, the ones that were kind of... A little bit better than lackluster. Um, it wasn't the best week. It wasn't. It was. It, no. was, it, was, it was hard to make these. It was <laughs> these, a bunch of duds. picks, dude. Yeah. It was like I, the 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 primetime games didn't end up panning out to be what I thought they were going to be, and so that yeah, it's, it's yeah, been the, interesting. I mean, that New England Kansas City. Game I think was, it's more. It's more so like this week is more so teams that I anticipated to come out firing, and they actually just like shot the bed. So well, I think that's what's. What <laughs> were you about to say about Kansas City versus New England? Because I want to. I want to see what your take is. It was just kind of fun at first, and then it was just very obvious that Cam Newton is their entire offense. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. but I think this just shows like the mastermind of Bill Belichick. There's been three times. In uh, Patrick Mahomes' young career where he has not scored a touchdown before half. Like, whether passing or just, like, them rushing it in. doesn't matter. Three times. Gets the Patriots in 2018. Gets the Patriots in 2018 in the AFC Championship game. And last night. Like, that just, to me, just keeps solidifying solidifying that whole idea that Bill Belichick is the best coach. Walk into a game and and shut your best player down. Yeah, 100%. At least a half. Well, they figure it well, out. Well, no, you're talking about probably the best player in the NFL right now. Yeah. Shutting him down for a half is huge. Yeah. You can't expect a full game. He can shut down most teams' best players for the full game. Yeah. But, uh, no, I actually enjoyed that game. The refs weren't that great at all, but that was actually an enjoyable game. I do like the defensive battles more. And then, you know, of course, watching Patrick Mahomes light it up. Would have been an inter- interesting game with Cam Newton in, though. I know. I really wish – I. It sucks that Cam got COVID. It sucks. Yeah. My least favorite person that's gotten COVID so far. Or my least favorite that every anyway. Oh, Connor McDavid <laughs> just got COVID and it made me sad. None of you even know who Connor McDavid is. I don't know who Connor McDavid is, no. He's a generational player for the in the NHL. Yeah. Oh, hockey, that's right. Yeah. Is he the that. son of David McDavid? 
McDavid, McDavid. The fact that you guys know that name more than Connor McDavid really it's hurts my soul. Yeah, that like on really radio hurts nonstop and TV. Yeah, we had a. Do you have any more points you want to make no, about no, that game? Good. I didn't want to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no. You don't have any more takes? No. no. 100%. I think Cam Newton starts that game. They win. Did Brandon Hoyer end up playing that? He start, started. Starting? He, he started. started and who, fin- who finished it? Then Jared did- Stidham. Oh, so they, they went. <laughs> he, they, Hoyer was so bad. It Really, he was okay until he got into the red zone, and then he just forgot everything, apparently. He forgot as, how to hold a football? No, I don't think he – no, he did fumble it once, but it was just more of like mm. he looked bad. Okay. But they switched to Jared Stidham, and Jared Stidham threw two interceptions, and he still looked better than Hoyer. Hmm. Hoyer got sacked uh, – like with uh, on the last play, they were trying to do a quick like end zone shot. Like with uh, they had no timeouts left, and there was like seconds. twelve seconds left. And he gets sacked uh, at the like right before the half ended, and, and he, Belichick was pissed because they were like just they they take one end zone shot. Oh, the only thing you can't do is get sacked. Throw it out of bounds, take an end zone shot, whatever. But. He just keeps like scrambling around and gets turned around. No gets... timeouts with 12 seconds left. And if you could just dump the ball out and have one more play, at least if not two or a field goal or something. Hoyer said that he thought they had a timeout, which is just horrible awareness for a quarterback. Yeah, I thought that's they're supposed to be game managers now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. Um, yeah. That, that's all. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so next game was uh, Cowboys versus Browns. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody watched that game. I don't think so either. But uh, in case you did, I'd like to talk about it. Forty-nine, thirty-eight. Browns, Cowboys fall to a uh, whopping one and three. Browns improved to three and one. Uh, I thought this was uh, pretty indicative that you know old school football is not really out if it's managed well. Is that Cleveland racked up like three hundred yards rushing with Baker uh, in the bus driver's seat throwing for one sixty-five and two TDs. Um, I, I hear a lot about and read a lot that you know that. That, that balanced scheme is kind of archaic and antiquated, and it's no longer relevant. But um, I mean, it, it's what the Rams do. No, yeah. it's extremely relevant still. Touchdown yeah. efficiency from your quarterback while having a great rushing attack is basically a guarantee that you're going to be a top four team at the end of the season. If you yeah. can manage, if you can have a defense that keeps your offense on the field that's, and you're not wearing your defense that's out, that's the Browns' I think issue. That's the, I think that's the, yeah. Yep. If they don't have Miles Garrett strip sacking, they basically cannot make a, sa- uh, make a stop. So do you guys think, do you, after watching this game and kind of looking at, at the Browns, do you think they're on a surge to, to establish who they are as a team with their identity, or do you think the Cowboys are just that bad? Uh, the f- Mixture the, of both. I think that the Browns are good. I don't think yeah. the Cowboys are that bad. I mean, they put up – how, how many points did they put up? Like, they're not 49. a bad team. Yeah, 49-38. Like, yeah. No, how yeah. much did the Cowboys – Oh, no, no. The Cowboys' defense is atrocious. No, That's the point he's making. It's like yeah. – yeah, I mean, I think the Cowboys' defense is truly that bad. Yeah, um, that they made the Browns look like the fucking Chiefs, but I don't think the I don't think the Browns are like a bad offense. I think Baker's made a, a lot of improvements, but I mean, you can't deny that it was a lot of it was. I mean, they had 500 total yards of offense, and I think 300 of those were rushing. Yeah, you know, but averaging 8.9 yards a game, yeah, and 50 yards from one um, uh, wide receiver. Like that's yeah. not yeah. On a re- double reverse. More importantly, on that play is the fact that we got back in the game, and just to have our back broken like that yep. is just. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's on the defense. It's a hundred percent on the defense, and it really starts to worry me as a Cowboys fan sitting there looking looking at Mike McCarthy's history of being so loyal to his coaches, and I'm like, 
there's no way if this defense continues to perform this way that you can keep Mike Nolan. I don't care that it's the first year. If the defense performs that badly, where we're starting to get into, I think it's 2014 Saints that are the historically worst defense, oh, yeah. we're starting to get into that territory. Do you so, think it's Mike Nolan, or do you think it's the fact that we like lost out on Gerald McCoy? We're playing with Tyron Crawford, who's quite frankly looks too old to be out there. We don't have Randy Gregory out yeah, there. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a roster thing. Like I think a, it's more it of a, a per- personnel thing. thing mixed with philosophy, but you're not yeah. you're not adapting your philosophy to match the team that yeah. you have. I, I, I think it's I think it's partially. Team, right? I think it's. I think it's partially injuries. I think it's partially new ske- new defensive scheme. I think uh, a lot goes into it. I mean, I mean, I think especially going into a, a season with no preseason, no OTAs, anything like that, and you're going to a completely new defensive coordinator, new head coach, where the scheme is completely different. Um, I just don't think it leaves a lot of time for guys to be ready. And, I mean, yeah, it sucks. I- I think that the Browns and the Cowboys are probably at the same level at this point because they have the same you know thing that they're going through where they're learning um, a totally new system from a new yeah, 100%. coach. Um, and I think you saw that in the scoreboard too. They look like they're probably you know anyone could have won that game in my opinion. Um, it just happened to have been the Browns. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't think that that either of those teams are certainly the Cowboys. I thought they were going to be a lot better this year than um, maybe their record says they are. But both of them have a lot of room to grow. It's still, you know, another uh, twelve games left. Yeah. So. And the good thing is you get to play six divisional games. So. Yes. And all those <laughs> not are not good for the Browns. <laughs> good for the Cowboys. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, are you pulling up something to to? Yeah, I'm looking to see who Next all the no who all oh. the new defensive coordinators are for the season. So far, I have Miami Dolphins have a new one. Cleveland Browns have a new one. I will say though that the the uh, Dolphins have the luxury of having probably like six or seven first round picks on their yeah. defense <laughs> like right now. There's yeah. like they're I mean even just the guys they've drafted like their defense is on and it's only going to get better. They have like I think three or four first round pick picks on this next draft. Texans had a new one. Um, the Giants do. Yeah, I'm just I'm going through by order real quick. Oh. Uh, Titans do. And for the most part, of teams that I'm seeing have an underperforming uh, defense. Had a DJ, uh, D coordinator change, so maybe I'm being a little bit too harsh on Mike Nolan. Yeah, I think I think that's part part of it for myself as well, is that I have to think, like, you know, we're playing with remnants of people that are past their prime, and we're also playing with, like, a scrub defense of people that should be backups, and we're having to put them in positions they're not necessarily prepared for. Um, yeah, so I was reading. So I'm trying to, give, trying to give grace, but at the same time, like, get it the F together. This is so bad, though. It's I like was, 2014 Saints level, man. Yeah. So I was – I don't, and I don't know what what position they had to move to. Apparently, Jalen Smith's not even playing in, like, the position he was No, they moved for. him from the mic to the rover. And then I was reading something about, like, just, like, uh, how bad Tank has been. But they were also saying that, I mean, imagine – Again, like not having preseason, not having OTAs. So the the way they're the way that uh, Nolan has apparently been changing the defensive line is uh, I don't know how how to explain it. Like 
He doesn't want them getting set with their fingers in the ground kind of thing. Like, always, yeah. like, stand up, like, uh, rush attack. standing up in th- not in three-point stance, but, and yeah. Tank has never done that in his entire career. No. Hasn't had any time to practice on it. And so, that mean, even though he was still pretty bad, like, halfway through the season last year. But, I mean, I just feel like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of talent, I'll say that, on defense. And the talent that we do have is injured. Um, so, I mean, it's just, like, a recipe for disaster. Rolling through like. there, they're... Uh, new D coordinators. The only two that really stand out to me that are performing well, in my opinion, is Carolina Panthers and St. Louis Rams. St. Louis Rams, you already have a stud you have uh, defense. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying oh, uh, are, like, yeah. you already have a stud defense. Yeah, yeah. And then Carolina is, I get to mold this team whichever way I want to. So yep. that may, I mean, I, I personally think that their defense is doing better than anticipated the panthers yeah they spent all of their draft picks i know but still that's that made everybody think that they were going to be absolutely horrid yeah and i'm saying that they're they're doing fairly well actually yeah i actually have that i I was coming across the same thing and i was looking at the stats from their game We'll, we'll get into it here in a minute but i'm just like i'm it's it's shocking how effective and fast that yeah defense is i'm i'm really i'm not off the mike mccarthy train at all Mm -hmm. keep it on the cowboys browns but knowing that Matt Rule was a possibility for us kind of like hurts a little bit because right now he's looking like the real deal. Well, uh, I got two two quick rapid fire questions, then we'll we'll scoot it along. Um, so uh, y'all brought up Miles Garrett earlier. So Miles Garrett recorded two sacks, three solo tackles, and one forced fumble in this game. He's now tied for first in the league uh, for sacks alongside Green Bay's Darius Smith for five sacks on the season. Question is is uh, is or has Garrett established himself as the best in rusher slash overall D end in the game at this moment? He's projected this season. On this, they're just projections, but you know at this current pace, forty solo tackles, twenty sacks, twelve forced fumbles on the year at this at this pace that he's projected for. Um, no. <laughs> what right. other defensive ends are you putting up there or edge rushers? I mean, Aaron Donald. Is interior. I guess yeah, he is yeah, but. He lines up on the outside quite a bit. Well, and, yeah, you know, he's, he's not technically designated as one. Um, I mean, still probably um, uh, Clowney. I mean, yeah, I mean, hasn't been performing that well. I mean, it's hard to say. He just started a new team and, and signed a week before the season I know, started. I'm not disagreeing. Actually, a week after But the we're talking started. about performance so far. Yeah. And I think Garrett is in that top. If you're talking about securing, though, uh, for four weeks, I don't think you can make that No, you can't make that prediction, but you can also say that, hey, Garrett seems to be doing really well this season so far. As long as he doesn't hit somebody in the head with a uh, helmet. Dude, he was trying to put it it back on him for his safety, okay? (laughs) Come here, little fella. You just forgot something. I don't know if you don't. So, Brian, I'm assuming then you do think he is? I think he's doing really great. I don't Uh, think he's... No, that wasn't the question, though. The question was, do you think he's secured himself? As one of the top, yes. Not one of the best, no. He's not the best, in my opinion, no. What is the difference? It's top five. Yeah, being the what top. Do you mean the top five, what do you mean the top and the best? He's not the best. He's, He's not a, the okay. definitive best. I thought that was the question. Is he, is, so it goes, it was either ways. Garrett has, has or is Garrett established himself, establishing himself as the best, so... Yes. It's, it goes two uh, ways. That was, the, qu- that was the question. I don't think he's the best. I apologize, Nathaniel. I thought it was one of the best. I see Thomas biting his tongue over there. You're trying to make no, a... No, you said... Um, it was something that I heard uh, yesterday on a podcast that was like, oh, shit. Um, in terms of projections, 
if you projected how many yards Dak is going to throw for this year, that was the next one. You are all aware of this number. Yep. Okay. Coming up next now. I was like, holy shit! Thomas, perfect. Like, dude, toss that shit up. Let's tee it (laughs) off. Let's go. Uh, You, bro. So Dak. Next, next, next. Rapid fire question. We'll move on. Uh, Dak is on pace to set a new NFL single season passing yard record. He's currently at. 1,690 yards, 69, my favorite number, projected to go (laughs) for 6,760 yards. Is he playing for a new Dallas contract, or is he auditioning for a new landing spot elsewhere? Oh, shit. Either way, way, it's the same end goal. Did you see the number that he's projected towards? 6,760 yards. That would be a uh, league record by a thousand. thousand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, We listen to the same podcast. Hot take. (laughs) Hot take here. Dak or Wentz is in Indy next year. Okay. 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 Hmm. And what was the what was the Jets take that y'all had earlier? Bill O'Brien's the next head coach for the Jets. Oh, so that was more jokingly. So like, Bill O'Brien. Uh, no, that's, that's, in oh, oh, firm, that's your hot take. That's my hot take. Okay. Yes, I uh, believe that's going to happen. So I don't think that he makes. I don't think he gets the sixty-seven hundred. I don't think he breaks breaks the league record. Yes. I will say for the, the main reason I say that is because in each one of these first four games, there has been some aspect of garbage time. And I don't think, especially with the divisional games, there's not going to be that aspect. So they're basing the projections off the first four games. Those obviously aren't going to be like the, you know, what actually ends up happening every game. It would be crazy. It's it's all hypothetical. I mean, the Cowboys are going to be close. I think they're going to be closer. Normally close. I think that those other three teams who will be unnamed are so below the Cowboys that those are none of those games are going to be close for them. That's no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be I, I'm, I, the defense is going to be able to do a better job because not facing Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. Oh, okay. A a that's uh, by garbage time. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, I meant yeah. like All the right. first four games we had garbage time, like we had to throw a ton in because our defense was just getting torched. I don't think we get as uh. torched against Dwayne Haskins, Daniel Jones. Like I could see the Giants putting up points on us. I could see the Eagles putting up points on us. I don't really see Washington putting up points on us. Not today. Yeah. Not today. No. Next game, we got Bucks versus. But the- I, I just want to say, I do think Dak's going to throw for over four five thousand uh, on the season. I can, I can, I can bump with that. Okay. If it, if it's six thousand seven hundred plus yards, then I could also bump with that. But much, much uh, wished su- success for for Dak. Um, all right, so we have Bucks versus Chargers, 38-31 Bucks. Bucks improved to 3 and 1 and the Chargers fall to 1 and 3. I thought uh, after after watching the uh, the condensed games and and seeing some stuff on Red Zone, um I thought both quarterbacks played solid, dude. Like holy shit. Who's this Tom Brady guy? I have dude, no he's idea. Pretty good. He's sitting on your bench though apparently, right? Uh, I dropped. Oh, I started. So Joe Brady went Burrow. 30 for 46 for 369 yards, 69 my favorite number, 5 TDs, <laughs> one interception. Herbert went 20 for 25, 290 yards, three TDs, one interception. Uh, both really solid games of both of them. Yeah. I mean, some yeah. of the throws by both quarterbacks were like, holy shit. And they had some timing yeah. routes out there. It's like you're putting yeah. in a spot and the receiver has to be there. And I'm like, like they're trusting Herbert to go out there and make some freaking yes. dimes. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, despite the Bucks being down by 10 in the first half, um, they didn't abandon the running game. They kept Ronald Jones rolling. He racked up 111 yards on 20 carries, averaging 5.6 yards per carry. I think that offense looked um, a little bit more like it's designed to – because they, they had him out last week, right? They had uh, Fournette playing, and then 
Yeah. Oh, they had Ronald Jones playing too. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't think he was like, as effective. I, I thought yeah. he was questionable, right? So he was li- on like a limited role I, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I think that they they um, shared snaps more than they did this week. And I, 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 I thought they sure. looked a lot better. I know better Fournette than they... was. Uh, I know Fournette was not playing this last weekend, so yeah, that's probably wasn't. why Ronald Jones had more of a. Not to mention Godwin was out too. So I mean, they and now had OJ Howard's out. Yeah, for them. It's okay. They have some other tight end. Uh, WWE star or that couch? Did you see that one catch? Holy shit! The uh, contested one in the air. Tell uh-uh. us about it. Oh the my God. About, um, Robert Murkowski catch. Oh, it was like I old. saw some nice Brait one. Look, uh, it was like it was like old Gronkowski, just like oh, basically nice. took the ball from the defender. It was awesome. In midair. That's awesome. Trying to Good pour for him. water. What do you? Uh, what do you boys think? Being Herbert, Herbert, Herbert. <laughs> thought I said that wrong. Is Herbert showing promise of evolving he's, into a true NFL QB, or is this... I think he's the new... He's the new uh, quarterback for the for the Chargers. See, now Brian, he's doing it again. I'm trying to do the Herbert from Family Guy. <laughs> oh. He's doing it. I know. Did you uh, catch that question, Brian? <laughs> yeah, no, I did. Okay. Um, personally, I think Herbert is really benefiting from nobody having that much tape on him. Like, actually, I was going to bring it up when we were talking about the Bengals and all that. Who do you think is the best rookie quarterback right now between Herbert and Burrow. Uh, Burrow. Joe Burrow. <laughs> exactly. But I will say, yes, I do think that he – teams are benefiting from not having any – or they're benefiting from not teams not having any tape on him. I will say, like, as far as, like, watching him, not in just this last previous game, but uh, the other two games he started, like, his his, like, tight window passes are, like, on point and – I know there was at least two times where Aaron and I turned to each other where he slung the ball so hard, like, the receiver can't even catch it because it's, like, bouncing off his hands. And we're both, like, looking at each other, like, I haven't seen anybody pass that fast. Like It was like watching like Brett Mahomes, Favre, like, back in the day. Yeah, oh, yeah. or he, Mahomes he rookie stoning, year. Yeah, just stoning, like, you have, you, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a I'm, hell of an arm. I'm Absolutely. withholding judgment for uh, Herbert until I see his bad game. I want to yeah, see yeah. that mistake-filled so, game. Yeah. How this he is responds. the thing from Oregon. It was never that he was not talented. It was never that he couldn't put up big yards. It was that he was inconsistent. I mean, so he's I'm been waiting to see so far. Exactly. So I'm waiting to see exactly what you said, a bad game, because I know it's going to be there. You know, he has his, a good defense to bail him out, which is what a rookie quarterback needs. But, yeah, I – Well, more so – I'm waiting. Uh, yeah, the inconsistencies were something that was talked about a lot. It's more how does he respond to that game. Yes. Like, because being a rookie in the NFL, you have a – everybody's going to have a bad game. The great ones are the ones that persevere through it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well put. You uh, you brought up... Nice point, Doctor. Dr. Owen with the fine points. Uh, you brought up a point earlier about um, between Burrow and Herbert. Or it was, it was Herbert, right? Yeah. Okay. So that that's, leads into another question. So, like, I, out of this list, it's first and second year starters. Um, and they're, they're in organizations that are kind of, like, in the restructuring phase. Mm-hmm. So with this question, given healthy systems to grow and develop, who has the most potential between Herbert... Burrow, Locke, Jones, and Haskins. So given that there's like a healthy system they can walk into that has, like we were discussing earlier, like all the fundamentals put in place for people to go in and thrive out of Herbert, Burrow, Locke, Jones, and Haskins, who do you think has the most upside? A healthy team for Locke. Uh, Burrow. I mean, they need a defense first. 
given a healthy he's, system. He's saying like a complete team that he's walking into. Oh, okay, in a, okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying like yeah, no, you're good with their teams that they're good. Yeah, like a full no. scale team that's yeah, ready take, to walk in for success. I'm taking. Burrow. He's got a shit team. And he's I, winning. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm taking Burrow. There's one a football game. Yeah, I just misunderstood. Nate, do you the have a, did you have a? No, yeah, I agree. I was gonna say yeah, Burrow lock. You know, I I agree with that. Yeah, I I like lock. Um, I also like you know I know we kind of shit on Daniel Jones, but I would I would like to see. Um, not just trying to like tug on you, but I'd like to see like have like like to see him. Tug on you, huh. uh, you know, just stroking Thomas a little bit, you, not trying to stroke the ego. You forgot an important player in that. Instead of Minshew. Well, the, yeah, Minshew. I don't think Minshew Minshew's playing like balls out with a team that should be a dumpster fire. So I don't think it's like. Can, yeah, but I'm saying Dale we Jones should more? we should include like him. All right, so if Minshew if Minshew's in that. Are you taking Minshew now? I, I put him in the top five. Okay. Look, Daniel Jones. Looks I'd, like I'd replace worse. him with Haskins. <laughs> okay. I'd take Haskins out of that and put. Minshew. So you don't think you don't think Haskins even has like no a, no no. Oh, that's so sad. I think Daniel Jones' eyes are too close together. He can't see the field. <laughs> he can't see the field. So I, like, I'd take he's him. Like Michael. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> too close together. Small hands. That's what he looks like. He fumble. looks. I always said DreamWorks, but he looks like a Chicken Run character. He does. Yeah. Really a Chicken Run character. Yeah. <laughs> Before we move on to this next game, did you guys have anything else about? That that matchup that no, stuck it was out fun game. It was maybe the best game of the of the weekend. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was. I thought yeah. it was fun. I, it was ni- it's nice to see Tampa Bay's offense really coming together. And and um, there's I, for, I forgot the the wide receiver's name um, that kind of takes over the Edelman role for um, Scotty Miller. Scotty yeah. Miller. Yeah, Scotty Miller. Um, he had a he the white out. wide receiver. I, no, I just <laughs> yeah, he had Tom Brady. five receptions Ooh. for eighty three yards. Mike Evans also balled out seven one twenty two. So it, it seems like it, they had they had multiple receivers over fifty yards. So Thomas, you're saying who? But remember, before Edelman was big, everybody no, was I sitting know. there asking the same question: exactly. who? Yeah, but even like with Edelman, like what Amendola came in and Hogan? Uh, yeah, like just it's Brady would find ways. Chris Hogan? Yeah, Chris yeah. Hogan. Oh my God. The only reason Chris Hogan was found scrub now. is because Bill Belichick loves lacrosse. <laughs> I forgot he was a lacrosse player. Yeah. He was an amazing and lacrosse he didn't, player. He didn't play college football, did he? I think he played college lacrosse. And did that's he it. play at Dartmouth or was it some Ivy League school? Yeah, that's the ones that I have. I will look really... this up. Is he Chris Hogan? Chris Hogan. Well, Thomas looks that up. Ooh, Thomas, once you find Chris it, Hogan. Once you find it, feel free Chris to interrupt Hogan. me. But the next game we have is uh, Cards versus Panthers. Um, 31-21 Panthers. And the reason why I bring this up is because I just feel like... We'll Two get, weeks in a row, the Cardinals should have won a game. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like their 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 scheme is being exposed. That it's too it's too reliant on like expecting Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins to carry the team. And DeAndre has that ankle injury, and it just shows yeah. that, that you know, it's not working. Speaking of offensive schemes, I'm sitting here looking at it. Just seems like they're not scheming at all. It, like, it seems like just free backyard football. And it, that's Cliff Kingsbury. I know, but. I thought he was supposed to be this master of the air raid system coming in. If you watched Pat Mahomes play at Texas Tech, it was literally a fucking free for all. Like you snap the ball and shotgun, you have him run around. Hopefully, hopefully somebody's down the field. He would air it out forty-five plus yards and hope that somebody caught the ball. I think not twenty sixteen OU versus Texas Tech. Do you remember that game? No, I don't. It was like sixty-five to sixty-one or something. It was literally Baker Mayfield versus Pat Mahomes. It was like unbelievable. That doesn't work in the NFL. I know. And I, that's, I agree. This whole entire time, I thought Cliff Kings, Cliff Kingsbury, was a uh, an air raid genius. So I was thinking, okay, this is actually going to work out so well. And then watching him, Kyler Murray, just running around trying to make things happen. Yeah, you're going against elite talent. Yeah, it's not going to happen before you get hurt. And yeah, I'm watching like the way they run the ball just seems so counterproductive. Like, 
they like to me it seems more like they never try and get like their ground game working it's like more let's wait until kyler has to scramble and let him like it's not like it's necessarily designed runs like i feel like if they were actually trying to get try to get their running backs like started early trying to establish the run it would open up a lot more for kyler either in the passing game or just for him to actually do like designed play action stuff you know a hundred percent yeah so arizona car- went they only well they they rushed for 129 yards but 78 of those were Kyler. from kyler one yeah. was a 48 yard rush and they only had like barely over 50 yards from two running backs off of like 17 yeah. total I think, attempts i think the cardinals were a lot of people's like dark horse pick uh this year i yeah. don't know if they were y'all's but I, no um, i think we I think all agree just... that they were a wild card team like yeah. the division yeah. is incredibly difficult sure i mean it's it's seattle's division but yeah not, and i think that we're probably just seeing that they maybe are a year away um they, they are need, they though? They they probably need offensive line help. I would assume. Um, from I, what I remember, they they took a linebacker Isaiah Simmons instead of an offensive lineman, which is what they should have taken. I think they need. Well, I think at that point, all the big offensive linemen were out. No, like no, off the board. He it was like a when did, fourth when did, pick or something. Really, I didn't think they were that high. heavy or, or that high in the draft. Yeah, it was real high. Yeah, especially looking at how Mackay Becton's performing for the Jets, probably their best player. I know. Yeah, Brian, you brought up a... Well, uh, I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say, didn't they... Oh, never mind. Never mind. Go ahead, bud. No, I was going to say, that. didn't they get a uh, a first from Houston? But I think that was still like a high pick because Houston finished pretty well last year. But No, that was a late pick. Later. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, I meant high as in like up the yeah. 20s, 30s, but yeah. Not high like Brian right now. Yeah. Just kidding. You're not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, Are Bri- you mad? Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So uh, Brian Brian was talking about Carolina's defense, and uh, I I pulled up some stats because it was <laughs> Arizona got freaking smashed offensively, and we, we kind of touched on that with this. But uh, Carolina's defense on the year allows three hundred and fifty smashed like Thomas is right now. <laughs> Just kidding. Carolina's defense on the year allows three hundred and fifty two yards a game against opponents' offenses. Um, they held the Cardinals to two hundred and sixty two yards of total offense. Carolina gives up. 227 yards passing per game. Kyler only threw for a buck 33. Um, given he did have three touchdown passes that were all like red zone deals, but uh, yeah, I, I just edifying your point, Brian. Like Carolina's defense, I think they're number 11 overall in the NFL. I'm not sure what the rankings are after this week, but um, that's impressive actually. Because like I think before the season, I was like their ceiling is middling, middling, like. 20th or something like that to be 11th at this point and i know it's four games in but but that's imagine, impressive yeah and then think about like we all thought they were just gonna like we all thought going into the season their offense was christian mccaffrey and that's it yeah and, and they don't even have him yeah i know and so like him going down and then like mike davis looked like a stud coming into like you're forgetting a major point in this also is the fact that it was christian mccaffrey with dj moore who's not performing that yeah well. it's Teddy Bridgewater has really shown that eh, maybe he's, he's actually the ball around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's NFL starting caliber. By the way, I was wrong. It was uh, they picked number eight. They took Isaiah Simmons, and then two picks later, the Browns took Jedrick Wills, who was a lot of people's uh, number one tackle. And then the pick right after that was Makai Becton to the Jets. Yeah. So, I got a couple of a couple more rapid fire questions for you guys. So uh, Nathaniel, a couple weeks ago, there was there was a game he was covering that had just like an just such a discrepancy in like uh possession time 
that it was just like fucking nuts. So you guys want to take a stab at um, Carolina's total time of possession for this game? You just go around the horn. I'm going to say it's on the low side. I'm going to say, say I'm going to say they had less time of possession than the Cardinals. So what's what's your number then? Uh, I'm just going to go for something conservative. Twenty-eight. Okay. I'm. I'm going to say that they did win it, and it's going to be 38 for Carolina. Okay. I'm going to say 45 minutes. So, uh, <laughs> Brian's the closest. Um, Carolina put up 37 minutes and 8 seconds worth of T.O.P. I was close, too. You were close. I mean, that's pretty Not the closest, that's but pretty the most even. Is, but that's pretty yeah. even. I mean, but it's, it's also surprising with the way that Arizona's supposed to be slinging the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought so, too. I thought they were supposed to be taking time off the clock and then – yeah, I just it, obviously shit didn't work for them this week. Um, so Arizona's lost two games in a row. Week three to the Lions, 26-23, and this week to the Panthers. Um, should Arizona begin to be concerned about their reliance on Hopkins and Murray to overproduce week in and week out? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think they should be concerned on that. I don't think they should be pulling all the alarms because 2-2 two and two is still a good place to be I- at four games. Yeah, I agree with Brian. I think it's more of a scheme thing than a like a overall talent thing. Like they're, they, I I think their game script probably isn't conducive for like what talent they have and like what they can actually support. Going off uh, what you were saying earlier, Nathaniel, they're up against the Jets, who are thirty first or thirty second according to everybody else, and or according to everybody in like uh, actual team rankings. I really think going into this game, they need to just come out and just start running the ball. Yeah. Just a hundred percent. Hey, we're going to beat this team no matter what. So let's establish that run, show that we can establish that run. And then we can start to play with some play action, some RPO and stuff like that. If even if for nothing more than to give like Kenny Drake and Chase Edmonds, like some confidence after they've had like, I think three weeks of like, terrible i don't think chase edmonds has that much of a confidence issue because he is still involved in the passing game more than (laughs) Kenyon drake but as a rushing back he's definitely not yeah effective yeah that that effective and Kenyon drake would be good for your fantasy points brian i'm literally not gonna start him you're not (laughs) no so do you know who they play after the jets Cowboys. Cowboys. And then after that, that's the game I I'm, I think is more exciting uh, somehow is uh, the Seahawks versus the Cardinals. Uh, yeah. Just be interested to see if that's a bloodbath or well, not. Well, it depends on what the two games beforehand are. If, if Arizona continues that slide, it's not going to be nearly as good. Yeah. Did you still want to talk about the Bengals? Did you? I mean, it was kind of just like we sort of hit on it. I wanted to talk about first-year and second-year quarterbacks. Uh but also, like you know, give out you know props to the first win for Joe Burrow. What uh, winning is who, fun. Who, who, who are they playing? I don't. I mean, to pull it up. Jaguars. Jaguars. What? Um, I don't even know what the score was on that. Neither do I. Yeah, let me pull it up real quick. But I, I kind of going on that. I wanted to talk about the fact that like if Jacksonville gets that first pick or even second, and I'm not as high on Justin Fields as you are, but uh, I'm not high on Justin Fields. I haven't uh, watched the tape yet. Oh, I thought you were. I, I thought you said like he's officially yet. like the second pick or something like that. It would be only because of the lack of tape you're going to have going into the 2021 My draft. biggest issue be with that show. is OSU quarterbacks just not performing. I agree. So I wouldn't. Yeah, let me. I'll watch the tape at some point of Justin Fields, and then I'll get back but to you. If but they, if they go, if they're able to get a Trevor Lawrence, I sit there and go. Teams should be on the lookout to get Minshew. Not necessarily he's guaranteed to be your starter, but he's balling out with a horrible team. 
He really is. I like him on my team. <laughs> like, I exactly. Would. I would. And I mean, in my opinion, he's one of those, I'm a middling team after like a rebuild or something like that. And I want to take it to the next level. I'm not talking about a Super Bowl win, but just like, Hey, I want to get in that playoff consideration. I kind of feel like Minshew can be that quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, I, I think he's already displayed the leadership qualities, the on the field acumen for the game and being able to take a stripped down roster that is supposed to like, that was pretty much designed to like tank and fail. And he yeah. is, you know, putting numbers up and still making games competitive. I mean, they, there's only 33 to 25. Um, I mean, that so defense is horrible, dude. Yeah. Uh, but even, even, in, even in their other games, I mean, it's not like they're getting blown out by, like, 21, 24 points. They're holding their own. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody else have any, any hot takes for the hot cakes with the NFL stuff? No hot cakes. No hot cakes. No hot takes. All right, then. Uh, coming up next, we got – Dr. Owen with some uh, some hockey talk. Um, yeah, I know we just finished with the season, but apparently in like 60 more freaking days, we have the hockey season starting back up. We have NHL draft going on right now as we speak. Wait, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best. The best time in sports, like COVID has sucked, but COVID has granted us the opportunity to have like quick turnaround. I want to reiterate, in a normal season, we have three months off. We are the shortest off season. Like hockey does not have much off Why doesn't Bill Belichick coach hockey? No days off is like perfect for Because he loves system. lacrosse. Isn't it the same thing? Isn't it the same thing just with skates on except for running? and? I mean, they share a lot of similarities, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, if he grew up in Canada, he would probably be the best uh, hockey coach of all time. What huh. was the game you told me the other day? Irish hockey or Irish field hockey? Field hockey? Irish field hockey? You're talking about hurling. Is that what it was? Yeah. And yeah. Like hurling. Then the there's Gaelic brand? football. Nice. Yeah, that was fun to look at. Gaelic for two seconds. For two seconds? Yeah. You, you should probably watch, watch a highlight thing yeah. for it. It's, That's it's what really I did. good. You probably watch it on the, the uh, rules and all that fun stuff. It's probably on the Ocho. Oh, <laughs> probably is. Yeah. I love terrible, uh, so. But with yeah. hockey, I just kind of wanted to run through some interesting offseason stuff that's happened in the last few days. Uh, first going off is uh, New York Rangers bought out Henrik Lundqvist, who's been one of the top five goalies the past 15 years. Actually, probably the past – within the last 15 years, he's been one of the top fives. I, I kind of compare it to, like, uh, Favre leaving Green Bay um, – or Manning leaving the Colts, or Montana leaving the 49ers. I'm not necessarily... Portals s- leaving Jacksonville. No, nowhere near that. <laughs> Blake I, of the year, baby. I'm not saying that he's going to go on to have a great career after this with another team, but it's just one of those, this is like the end of an era sort of thing. Like, just wanted to sh- shoot that out there. Um, I'm not going to talk about the draft because it's ongoing, but uh, the, or my one point is the fact that uh, Lafayette, uh is projected to go first he actually did go first and uh interesting player he's not a generational talent that seems to have been coming out all these past uh nhl drafts but he still is a really good left winger um, so he's not going to be like would you consider Sidney crosby like a generational draft player so is he on that caliber or? no I, I said he he's literally a step below the connor mcdavid's the Sidney crosby well, I'm just, okay so I'm and make both sh- of those are like i think the last number one overall taken uh wingers okay uh, so that's a major difference is normally centers are taken high or D, uh, defense. Okay. Those are your two most valuable t- players normally. Gotcha. Um, Flurry is, there's been a lot of goalie stuff that's happening. Uh, 
Las Vegas just signed Leonard, uh, who had an amazing run in the playoffs, and uh, they're trying to ship off uh, Flurry. But was he part of that squad that won the Stanley Cup two years ago? They didn't win; they lost. They but lost. Yeah, okay. he, he's yeah, he's part of the expansion. Uh, was part of the expansion draft, and he had himself a season. And is he a heavy set vet, or is he like kind of young and? No, he's old. Okay, yeah, he's old, but I mean, he's still performing. And uh, but his contract's huge. And what's old in hockey? Sorry to interrupt. I mean, it varies. It's okay. it's more. I think it's a good question. I, I actually don't know Flower's age at all. Uh, that's what Flurry means. But uh, I don't know his age. I just know it's getting to the older part. You do have players that are pushing forty now in hockey. But nice. actually, a little bit further down, I'm talking about. I wanted to talk about a uh, uh, Matt Niskanen, uh, Philadelphia D man, who's retiring, and he's on the younger side, and it's that kind of uh, trend that's going on with hockey or heavy hitting sports, football, football hockey, yeah, Andrew where Patrick a 30 year old is like, I've made enough. I'm, I'm hanging it up. Percy Harvin. Yeah. It, it's yeah. just an interesting trend that I just kind of wanted to, you know, shine a little spotlight on. I don't have much to talk about it, but just, you know, just interesting that we're starting to get to that point where I think you're going to have these players that are just like, I got what I wanted. Whether that's money, whether that's a championship, whatever, I got what I wanted, and now I feel like actually saving my my body. Um, I just I just googled it real quick. I, I I had to look at other sports, but I would imagine this is probably the highest for like the big four. The average age of current NHL players is twenty seven. Hmm. Like across the league of NHL. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so they're like baseball in the sense that they have wow. a farm system, but there's a lot of players that are really developed in the farm system. Like, uh, yeah. I know baseball has the, we give up on players and they'll just stay in the farm system sort of players. It doesn't really happen in hockey. It's like, especially with goalies, it's very rare that a goalie starts right out of the gate. He's normally there for two, three, maybe even four seasons before he sees his first uh, NHL action. 26 years old in NBA and six foot seven. <laughs> Average NBA player. Um, but anyways, uh, Flurry, uh, Golden Knights are uh, shopping Flurry around, which is really interesting. They wanted to only give out a first for him so people would take on his contract. And basically teams are demanding a first and a second. So that's a little bit of a surprise. Um, Vancouver's already running into that cap issue that I talked about a few weeks ago yep. where I was like, hey, I think this could be the, the dynasty sort of team in the future. But – they're shipping off to Foley, which is someone that I mentioned while I was talking about that, where you want to keep them, but they're, they're I shouldn't say they're shipping them off. They're letting them hit the open market, which probably means he's not coming back. Um, how he, many, real quick, how many rounds are in the uh, NHL draft? I think 15. Oh, wow. Okay. I think so. It, it, it's That's a lot. Yeah, but you have a lot of players that are not going to ever play play huh? but then you might have Henrik Lundqvist I believe was drafted in the 15th round wow yeah or something like that it was something crazy where he was drafted really low and people you know no expectation and then he becomes a 15-year starter for one of the original six teams and in the New York market so kind of big there um Jets are also looking to trade uh Patrick Lane which is um if they trade him away, I would compare this to DeAndre Hopkins being traded away. <laughs> it is He's a 22-year-old elite center, scoring center on top of that. Uh, and you just can't trade away players like that. Like, you can't. Uh, in fact, Winnipeg has 
prior knowledge of this whenever they traded away um I'm blanking on his name right now but they traded away a player years ago and uh oh Solani they traded away Solani and uh he performed really well afterwards for Anaheim Ducks and it's just like do you not learn uh, is Bill O'Brien your GM like what's up <laughs> um Penguins, I kind of wanted to harp on a little bit. Uh, they traded Hornquist for uh, Matheson, uh, then cut Jack Johnson. Their biggest issue last year was their defense, and part of that was Jack Johnson, who was struggling horribly. Uh, Pins decided the Penguins decided to trade away Hornquist, who is a locker room leader and a great net front uh, net front scorer, as in he'll go in front of the goalie, block out their line of vision, and also is really good at tipping. And this isn't the same Jack Johnson, Jack Johnson that makes uh, yeah. banana pancakes, right? I didn't, yeah. <clears throat> Did you know that Jack Johnson was a hockey player? I had no this idea. This is a story that I'll probably cover eventually guy? because uh, he – I don't remember the law for, like, uh, child actors and all that, but he basically – had a problem with that where his parents managed all his money whenever he was drafted oh. and spent it all. Wait, his, oh, shit, oh, just like wow. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Or was uh, it Was it Lindsay Lohan that happened to? It's happened to a lot of child actors. Mm. Um, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Uh, Drew. Uh, but, John Stamos. So they traded away uh, Hornquist, and they oh. got another defenseman who is just as bad as Jack Johnson for, I think, actually more money than Jack Johnson and then bought out Jack Johnson recently. So it's kind of another one of those GMs, like, what are you doing? You're trading away a good locker room presence and a good scorer for defense that you need, but you trade it for a bad defenseman. Like, what are these choices you're making? Um, For Dallas, uh, Yanmark is uh, going away. Like I kind of predicted, I said that is – or he's testing the free market and he's almost for sure not coming back to Dallas. Mm. And so that means we're kind of making either a, we're going to make a big splash in uh, free agency or B we're going to commit to that youth movement that I'm really wanting. Um, Lightning are trying to do some uh, first round uh, draft pick or trying to trade for some first round draft picks. I talked about how they're right up against the cap. They're going to get rid of Killorn and Johnson, most likely trying to get a first round pick out of that. So, you know, championship teams trading away championship pieces and oh, last uh, thing on the goalies is San Jose traded away uh, or traded for Devin uh, Dubnik, who was a very underperforming goalie. And it's kind of weird to watch a team that had an underperforming goalie trade for another one. So like a lot of teams are looking for the one A one B goalie situation where both are good. We have been or the stars have Ben Bishop and uh, Anton Hedobin. Like it's a great system to have there. So trading for someone like Devin Dubnik whenever your starter, Martin Jones, has been struggling, instead of being that 1A, 1B situation, it really looks like a 2A, 2B situation. Like this could be very disastrous for them. With a, so with an NHL draft, just because I'm not familiar, so the talent pool, is it primarily like, like university <clears throat> systems that are like global or is it going to be like farm systems for like pro-am type stuff? Where are most of these guys coming okay, from? Okay, so um, – it, it's a mix of all three. You have some players that you're going to be drafting out of, like the big uh, hockey colleges and all that. They're yeah. normally not in the top. What are the big hockey colleges? Uh, Boston North College. Dakota, Boston College, Michigan, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, and Wisconsin. Notre Dame's kind of Wisconsin's all right. Minneapolis is yeah. Minnesota is better. Yeah, Minnesota's yeah. better. Uh, University of Denver. Uh, there's a few others. But uh, they normally get some people that you're going to be drafting out of. Um, it's Boston University, not Boston College, actually. 
Boston College is BU? all right, but BU is the one that's a little bit. More, okay. Yeah, I just noticed that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you look at players like that, and that's normally we're going to draft you, and you're going to continue playing at college, so you can develop that a little bit further. Gotcha. Uh, then you have the OHL, which is like the AAA, uh, AAA for Canada. That's uh, Ontario Hockey League. Okay. And I really should say almost all the minor uh, leagues for Canada, and then. You have um, players from Russia, Finland, and all that who are playing. Normally, they're playing in uh, the KHL, the Continental Hockey League, which is the probably the second best um, hockey league in the world, even though they're starting to really make a push for the first. <clears throat> you have a lot of Russian players wanting to keep there. You have a lot of... Uh, a lot of talented players that are being drafted in the NHL, but they're not quite ready. So they go back to the KHL to continue to make that kind of money. So, yeah, that's your top three that you're really looking at. And, of course, in hockey, you could be drafted out of high school. So 18-year-olds yeah. get drafted. Cool. Is there a – you got any, anything else with the with the draft or – With the stick so puck. W- what about the stars? Or like, uh, are, are you happy with the way that – uh, yeah, I'm happy with the way it went. Um, I'm curious who they're going to be drafting. Probably Brinson, who's a, a center, um, which is interesting because I feel like we're pretty set there, but it might just be best player available. Um, actually, something that's a little bit interesting in the draft is uh, the Predators, who they everybody thought they had a goalie um, after Rene's basically washed up. You have uh, Askarov uh, was just drafted by them. That's the first goalie off the board. And then NHL draft, so hmm. that's a little interesting. Well, we appreciate the insight, and we're happy that your favorite sport's starting back up in a matter of, you know. Two months. Two months, eight weeks, 60 days, 61 days. Yay, hockey. Yeah. Coming up next, we got our 2002, 2002 Dallas Bulls <laughs> home. Wait, what was the team called again? That, that next, 2002 <laughs> next, next Level Bulls MVP, our 2003. Oh. Our MVP. No. Our 2003 no. Pony Ball League. There we go. Golden Glove winner. And then our 2008 HSAA Most Improved Player of the Year. We got <laughs> Dingers and Piss Missiles with our very own Nathaniel Joel Erickson. What did you play? I played right field. No, you played Pitcher. third base. I played second base. I swear I played right field. No, I remember. I played second base and shortstop. You played we third played... base. Because we would always talk to each other about how we were. You remember this? Yes. I have a good memory. I remember your mom getting me like an ice pack when I hit my head. And I screamed because I like it slid into home plate. My helmet came off. And I hit my brain stem on the edge of the plate. Oh, shit. And my entire body started like vibrating. Wait. And I was like, I yelled and like I ran. No, to, I ran. I remember this. Yes, I know. And your mom's like, I remember, I remember because like she was like. Give me like my mom was like off the um, stand or something getting ice, and so your mom was comforting me and she was giving me a hug and I could just smell cigarettes all over her. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that's when the thing started smoking cigarettes. <laughs> um, that's when I got my first taste for the nicotine. So we were like friends, weren't we? No, we're not friends. <laughs> just I mean, like I don't now. think we, I, I was not. I was never like really friends with anybody on that team. I don't think, but. We like talked. Yeah, no, we talked. Yeah, everybody Did you in ever dugout. Mega Man talked. upstairs in the arcade. At, yes, uh, yes, I you do. You ever played Mega yep. Man? Yeah, yep. I just remember that. That was what I liked about the baseball. Yeah, was playing Mega Man. Well, speaking of the baseballs, the you know we're in the divisional series right now. Oh, 
The interesting thing about this season, or this season's divisional series, is that it's all divisional matchups, too. Oh. Well, and also five games as opposed to seven. No, a divisional series is always five. The ALDS is always five. That's the right, CS that's right. is seven. Uh, the only difference was the only thing that they changed was the that they made the actual wild card an actual series of three games yeah. and opened it up to like twice the amount of teams. Uh, but yeah, so I'll leave this one for last. Uh, Padres and Dodgers had their first game tonight. Starts eight thirty. Uh, Marlins and Braves already had their first game today. Uh, Atlanta won that nine to five. Uh, Yankees and Rays are in the middle of their second game right now. New York leads that one to zero, and the Astros have already won their second game. They lead two to zero against the Athletics. I will say that there's already what I love about the fact that it's all divisional matchups is there's already been a ton of drama. Um, well, can we go ahead and the, talk about the fact that you're you're pick for the world series is already eliminated no so i said a couple of i said i had a couple of dark horses i said so yeah the white Sox and the and the cubs have already got eliminated the marlins and the braves were both two teams that i said could be dark horses too i didn't think the marlin i don't think the marlins would make it past the wild card um they did they did I, I mean, they're an up-and-coming team for sure. Oh, yeah. Why do you seem so – oh, uh, uh, you look proud. I know. I, I just, I, <laughs> I'm just happy that Chicago versus Chicago didn't happen. I didn't Why? want to see that. That would be, be so much fun, dude. America I don't wants want, that. I don't want Cubs – I don't want the Cubs again, personally. Like, I mean, I'd be happy with the White Sox, too. I would be happy with the White Sox winning. Either but, Cub, the Cubs are a likable team. I mean, You don't like the Cubbies? Yeah. I just feel like they they had their run. Yeah, the first time, time in over a hundred years. Yeah, we can wait a hundred years. One Good time. lord! You done with the Red Sox run too? No, I, you're not done with that. No, they need to. They need to like take eighty years off. Okay. Not a big fan of Boston sports, man. <laughs> one thing is notable. notable Yesterday, notables. yes. Uh, one thing that is notable is. Oh, never mind. This is notable. I had it mixed up. <laughs> one thing that's right, unnotable. Right, notable. so so uh, what I was my point was so the Marlins have never lost a postseason series. Nope. Um, what? Granted, this is like their only second. They've time. made it twice, and they won the World Series both times they made. Yeah. It. Oh. And so uh, I was thinking of the. That's a stat. I was thinking of like, so the the Twins got eliminated last week. That makes it uh, eighteen straight playoff games that they have lost. Yep. Um, probably the worst uh, the worst postseason success in any major sport at the moment. That's like it's ridiculous. Eighteen straight I losses. Hearing, like the statistical probability of that occurring was like astronomical. Yeah. It was like I think I remember hearing it was literally one in a million. Oh, no, so no, no, no. That was about the uh, Falcons. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. So it's like the Falcons <laughs> losing to the Cowboys. No, but, that's unbelievable. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But what my just to say, like the divisional matchups to me, like are so much fun outside of the Dodgers and Padres. Like they don't really have any beef going on. But uh, the Marlins are Braves, like uh, the Marlins threw at uh, Acuna today at his head. Um, for a bat flip or for just yeah so he had a bat flip in something in uh i think he i think the first his first at bat he had home run and hit a bat flip and then his next at bat they threw at him uh and then after the game after they won he uh <laughs> he posts on twitter a picture or on instagram a picture of him 
you know, kind of with the ball or with the bat in the air, walking up the first baseline. <laughs> and he says uh, in the caption, I'd just like to take this time to apologize to absolutely nobody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no apologies. <laughs> Uh, and so awesome. they had their in-season issues. Uh, the Yankees and Rays, uh, the Ra- like John Carlos Stan hit a grand slam last night to blow the game open, and then uh, one of the uh, <clears throat> relief pitchers threw through at Urshala, and then at um, and then at uh, what's his name, the second baseman, uh, Thomas. You should know You're this. You're looking at me like I should know this. Uh, Rob- uh, Torres. Glaber Torres, this uh, shortstop, um, oh. like right after that, uh, I knew that one. the they started having beef outside of like the issues that they've had in the past period, but they started having beef in back in September because Aroldis Chapman threw at um, threw at both of their players like two race players' heads in like a early September game, and then they had like a benches clearing like thing. It didn't turn into a brawl. But the uh, the Rays manager after the game like pretty much threatened the Yankees, saying like he's like I don't like that shit, uh, you know I don't like uh, any time that my players are put into harm's way. But like, he's like, like I, respecting social distancing, yeah. making sure everyone's the but, stop 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 the curve, slow the curve. But and then he's he goes on to say he's like uh, I don't usually play that way, but just know that I got a bullpen full of guys that can all throw ninety eight. <laughs> so like. Uh, Okay. That's yeah, I know. But I mean, that's exactly what the dude that was throwing at the two Yankees players last night. He's they were both fastballs at the dude's heads, ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Wow. Yeah. So uh, could, could you if you ouch. if you got if you got like pissy about that, could you technically sue somebody for like assault if if he chose to do so? You gotta sign something. No, no, because it's uh, that was a whole thing that happened with the whole uh, like. Bautista door thing and everything because it's like a, I don't know I don't know there was some legal reason why it's not assault okay um, same I, thing I'm not ex- I'm not expecting you to know yeah. I'm just curious like no. I should look this up yeah this but is speaking of the speaking of just outside of just shouting and like throwing at people <laughs> the other game is I, nothing's popped off yet but I'm hoping it will soon was, because the Athletics are probably pissed off that the Astros are are you know two games up but. Uh, the main reason everybody thinks something's going to pop off in this game is because I think it was the last time that the athletics and Astros actually played a series together was when Loriano, uh, the center fielder for the athletics was thrown at, he goes and takes his base. He's tripping with the Astros dugout the whole time. And, uh, that's when Dusty Baker like tells him to get on first base, you little fucker (laughs) and shit. And then like the rest of the bench is all popping off. Uh, I don't think Bregman was playing in that game, and so Loriano starts like walking towards the dugout. One of the coaches comes out and like bucks up to him, but then gets behind players. And then Loriano just starts throwing fists. <laughs> and uh, I think he, I think he punched Bregman. I don't remember if it was Bregman or if it was Springer, but it was um, Bregman. It was Bregman. Okay, yeah. So they had a full-on fist fight. The whole like uh, Loriano got suspended for five games or three games. The the uh, the coach. Uh, one of the, like, I think it was the hitting coach for the Astros got suspended five games, and then Dusty Baker and the athletics manager both got suspended a game. But it was like after that, you didn't see a, a, like a fight for the rest of the season because Manfred was like, 
all right, like another another fight like this happens, like everybody's gonna start getting COVID and and Joe uh, Kelly's gonna get suspended. Exactly, and Joe Kelly's gonna get suspended <laughs> as well. So I'm really hoping I'm really hoping the athletics come back. I know like the entire AL West is pulling outside of the Houston fans is pulling for the probably the entire league. I was about to say the entire, the entire league, league is. is pulling for the athletics in that series. Uh, I, don't think I just anybody... I think the whole nation's narrative is is indicative of what CC Sabathia said the other day on that video you showed oh, yeah. me. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> that just says it all. Oh just yeah, if you guys had, if you guys didn't is. hear this, so Correa um, Correa said after their win against like their series win against Minnesota, he was saying like everybody's you know talking down about us, but now everybody can see like we're for real or something like that. That <laughs> not verbatim. And CC Sabathia has a podcast with, yeah, with on the yeah, Ringer, yeah. yeah, and so he's like. Uh, <laughs> He's like, he's like calling him soft and he's like saying like, saying like, just shut the fuck up. He's like, nobody gives a shit. Uh, you cheated and then you're mad at everybody for, for getting mad at you for cheating. And then he's like, if you really want to talk shit, don't talk shit after beating a team that hasn't won a playoff game in 18 games. <laughs> <laughs> Well put, Cece. <laughs> yeah, but he's he he yeah. Y'all are under five hundred. Korea, yeah, yeah. No, that's what he said. He's yeah, like he's like over under five hundred. You have the goal. <laughs> yeah, probably a nice word of yeah. <laughs> I wish we. I mean, uh, uh, he was he was, he was so the funny. he was really the only one out of like the big three that cheated, the big four that cheated, Springer, Altuve, Bregman, and Correa, that um, but like actually had a pretty good season and he's been on fire in the playoffs and it's really frustrating to see because he's like honestly the softest dude like he's such a little bitch and everybody knows it now <laughs> I, I just cannot stand him i really hope they I, I really hope athletics win the next three games because i'm going to be really if We're not sweet if not it. i would actually if not i would be absolutely happy to see the yankees beat the shit out of them in just the alcs because they got robbed that season when the Astros walked off Aroldis Chapman and then uh, in 2017 and then Altuve stole the MVP award from Judge that year like all while they were cheating so like it would be a great revenge match and yeah I'd be happy to see that but anyway I mean next week well I won't be here next week but anyway next week you guys can talk about <laughs> all those all those divisional matches will be uh probably resolved by then so they will be yeah okay um maybe we, you can have like a you can dial in for like a 15 minute <laughs> yeah segment. i'll do it quick like hey guys i'm so sorry about here uh I'll just, just hold uh, you up to my microphone. yeah yeah <laughs> we got the fan you're calling in from i won't just have oh one. what is this sorry i just my got off the phone calling. with another radio uh interview i got 15 minutes until i have my fox uh <laughs> You're 1310, the ticket. Yeah. You have three minutes and 40 seconds before Stephen Smith calls me, so you better hurry the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll just get a, we'll just get Casey to watch some games, so he'll come in. Yeah, right. yeah Casey, if yeah, you Casey, to this, we're drafting you, buddy, for a couple weeks. Casey says he doesn't care about baseball until it's October, well, and even then, he doesn't watch anything until the World Series and games then, five through seven. <laughs> well, Casey, that's about to change, sir. You got anything else for us, bud? Or no, um. No, that's pretty much it. Um, I will be. I'm gonna watch the game tonight. I'm a little. We'll see how it goes. It's gonna be Kershaw starting. So. Do you think San Diego has a chance? Oh yeah, San Diego. San Diego's a really good team, but 
Dodgers are a better team. It just all depends on how how playoff Kershaw performs. How playoff Kershaw performs. <laughs> playoff Kershaw. I mean, he did well in the divisional series, so we'll see. What or in the in, sorry pick? in the in the World Series. I see. Uh, he did great. wild card. He did great that 2017 season until you know cheating happened. No, I mean he's terrible in playoffs, but he, well, even we, even before the cheating, he was. Just oh, I know, but I'm yeah. saying he had a great. Yeah. Then he got drill or he got drummed by uh, the Astros and. Yeah. What time does that game start? Salty about that and dirt and garbage too. Yeah, eight uh, thirty. Cool. Eight thirty-eight, which is weird. So specific. I know. So specific. Specific. It's like specific specifics. Yeah. Nate, we appreciate you. Thanks, man. You did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get a hiya? Go athletics. Hiya. All right, guys. We got a. We got Thomas Joseph May with the huge basketball shorts with the. A little basketball update. The dribbling dweeb. <laughs> the cowboy cuck. <laughs> the cowboy cuck. Um, hey, guys. Did anybody watch the NBA Finals in the last week? I just watched the last few minutes when uh, because I saw Django Unchained was going off. <laughs> have you seen the memes? Of, like, he does. The, I have not. It's so exactly, exactly. I have not exactly, seen it. it looks exact, he looks exactly like Jamie Foxx. In, in in Django, wait, wait, King Braun? Be- before he no no no, 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 uh, that's the uh, score of the game right now. How much time is on the clock right now? How much time is on the clock right now? Has, Le- has LeBron passed. walked off yet? LeBron's not walked off. Okay, I know how much he likes to do that while time is still on the clock. It's only so. happened one time. <laughs> that that did piss me off though. I did not like that at all. Like, I, yeah, super disrespectful. Yeah, I agree. I you know, and I'm a LeBron fan too. I I didn't like it at all. But yeah, there's nine minutes left in the first. Anyway, uh, so the game last Sunday. Um, Basically, Jimmy Butler had a really good game. We should talk about that first. Jimmy Butler had a 40-point triple-double. He had 13 assists and 11 rebounds. It's happened three times in the history of the NBA Finals. Yeah, it's crazy. Russell 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 Westbrook? Yeah, okay. Russell Westbrook. God, now I can't say it at all. (laughs) Westbrook never had that whenever the uh, Thunder made it? No, he wasn't like that player yet. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, It was... The Russell only other two Westbrook. players that have ever done that. I don't know how you how you could have made the W sound more like one of them. No, he is the other stat I will talk about though. Um, it, LeBron James is the other person that's done this, and then the logo of the fucking league, Jerry. Oh, West. Jerry West. Yeah. Yes, I knew that one actually. You knew the logo. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I knew that too. It's a fun fact. Um, it, he had a great game defensively as well. Uh, LeBron James, who obviously he's guarding. Uh, had seven turnovers. Uh, LeBron almost had a triple double anyway, but um, you know he's usually hitting thirty points a night, and he only had twenty five. So only. Okay, so there was some yeah. other stat that I seen. I don't and I don't remember it, but it was like the first time in NBA history or something of something. <laughs> that, no, with the not of the not the third time stat, but it was something like matched up against a. I don't know. It was something about the triple double that Jimmy Butler had um, that was well, matched up against we can like talk a about defending. Real quick. So, 
I don't I don't know the stat you're talking about. Okay, let me maybe figure try and f- figure it out. So Jimmy Butler, just so you guys understand, has had nine triple doubles in his entire career. Do you have any LeBron James has had? I'll take the over one fifty. One fifty is a lot. I'm gonna say forty two. I said one fifty, not fifty. One hundred and fifty um, triple doubles. LeBron James has had ninety four. <laughs> In his career, it's pretty. Uh, split you, the mean, difference. You, were, yeah. <laughs> you split the difference. You were up there, <laughs> Air Fives, <laughs> uh, which is good for fifth all time. Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, yeah, it's good for fifth all time. Uh, fourth all time would be Jason Kidd. Third all time would be Magic Johnson. Westbrook is number two somehow, even though he doesn't win games and he just totally disappears in the fourth quarter. But he's number two with 146, and then Oscar Robertson. The guy I think you were trying to guess. Yes. Um, he has 181. Yeah. He's unbelievable. But Russell Westbrook's going to run by that record, I guarantee you. Um, I don't really think it's that important, frankly, to win games. Um, it just is nice if you can put up a bunch of rebounds, a bunch of assists, and then score at least 10 points to get your team ahead. But I don't think it's that important. Um, I think the, that uh, as good as Jimmy Butler was because he played out of his mind, really it's the best game he's ever played probably. Um, he actually was asked if that was the best game he ever played. And he said, nah, the best game I ever played was when I was 17 and I was playing against 45-year-olds. I went off against those dudes. That's what he said. I was like, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> and then you're in the NBA Finals, right? You remember yeah. that? That you're in the NBA Finals? Yeah, that was the best game you ever played, dude. I don't care what you say. Anyway, um, that really wasn't the story of the game, unfortunately. It was one of those situations that I think Brian has been critical of, of basketball in the past, at least at least during the – you know what I'm getting at? No, I don't, but, but – um, I, you're, I you found it real quick before you want to get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just – it was – I mixed them up. It was uh, that it was the first players with 90-point finals game without attempting a three-point since Shaquille in 2002. Oh, he never attempted a three-pointer. Yeah. Huh. He's not like – It was the third time – before that was uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but that was the f- oh. the only three players that had that since 1980. Huh. He he's interesting because he's not really good at one thing. He's not a very good shooter. He's not a great passer. He's not a great you know dunker or you know whatever else. It's a jack of all trades. He's pretty good at, at everything. Yeah, it's it's he's an interesting player. Um, but. I, Unfortunately, the story of the game, as I was trying to get at, was that uh, the refs, I think, dictated the game. Um, they had the second best player in the in the uh, in the finals right now, Anthony Davis, was given three quick fouls in the first half, uh, which basically forced the hand um, that uh, he he had to sit for the rest of the game to wait to the end, basically. And um, everybody liked that. You liked that. No, you don't like the Lakers. I don't yeah. like the Lakers. I don't either. I don't like the Lakers. I don't, but I don't. I don't like the. I don't like the, the refs being that much of an influence in, it in a game. Sucks. Yeah, I don't well, want to see Donahue. Them. Yeah, I want sky judges we everywhere. Yeah, we definitely need to do that. I agree. Um, but yeah, Scott Foster basically dictated the game. Um, he Not took, fun. No, uh, Scott Foster shouldn't have that much control. It's for clarification. I'm not critical of basketball for that. Um, that's sports in general right now. I yeah. think sports in general is going more and more towards refs dictating the game, and it's, it's not enjoyable. No. I mean – I don't ba- know if it's a power trip or ba- if it's just poor rules. you got baseball where umps have their own 
strike zone and yeah. it's horrible like where you can call a freaking ball when it's a fastball down the middle yeah um you have basketball like you're talking about you have hockey where weak plays are being called in the playoffs or just they're you're missing blatant stuff and then we know about football from the past few weeks like it's not enjoyable. Uh, especially sunday thomas yeah. goes in for that well no especially monday that hit, no m- both yeah. yeah so the Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, oh my no. God, that play was unbelievable. That I Joe forgot Thomas. about that one. Oh I was I was talking about uh, mainly the there's something that happened in the Cowboys game with the linebacker number forty eight that went in for that hit oh, simultaneously, yeah, yeah. and he ended up picking the ball from him, and they ended up calling it a hit on a defenseless receiver. Yes, and he yeah. led in with his shoulder and stripped the ball from him like simultaneously with him. He was playing the ball. Yeah. Got the ball simultaneously. Leave it in the fucking game. And then last night with uh, Mahomes getting hit and the ball coming out, it was actually, even if they had called it a forward pass, it it was was intercepted. And they called the play dead. And then Belichick was confused because he, he thought that they were like, just called it interception and called it dead. But then Kansas city punts the ball. And he didn't even he didn't think he had to challenge it because he was just like okay Actually, we got an interception. Belichick came in after that and said uh, he knew he couldn't challenge it because they called it an incomplete oh, true, pass, true, which true. you can't challenge that. Well, I mean, typically yeah. should should it the rest just they, don't they traditionally revert back to letting the ball play and then afterwards they'll go through convene and then say no it was a exactly they, yeah. but they're still it's up to their discretion they're they're supposed to let it play out and not blow whistles but I guess yeah because after the fact they were saying. That they called it an incomplete pass. Sky judge everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You think I, basketball? I think. I think, basketball? I think. Well, I think that well, refs need to be. I think. Oh, well, I was just going to say in every sport, like this has been talked about in baseball, like there just needs to be some amount of oversight and accountability, and some kind of monetary value that needs to be put in place where fines are implemented for egregious calls, and that keeps everybody accountable to a certain extent, and. Like that's a great idea. Monetize the uh, successfulness of your. Also, your it needs referees. to be a full time job. Like you can review stuff on the off season. Like most of these people, it's part time. They do it for the season. The yeah, that's yeah, and weird. it makes sense that they're lawyers. It makes sense because you have this massive rule book. It's litigation, but, yeah, yeah. Make it, especially the NFL. You have that kind of money where you can just throw it at these guys. And on the off season, you're reviewing old game tape. You're reviewing your own stuff. Just to see where you missed stuff, where yeah. you to made mistakes. To get better, exactly. Yeah, I think the thing with uh, and it's probably the convert- case for all of the sports, but for NBA, all I'm asking for is consistency. Scott Foster, those those three fouls, I'll even give him the first couple of, of fouls on Anthony Davis. They they were you know maybe could have gone either way, but there was one on Kelly Olynyk that Scott Foster's not calling that in games one and two or three. And he just decided to do it this game, and it's like consistency, just be consistent. consistent amongst like the, it, the refing group. I would agree because like I en- I enjoy like NFL where you have someone. I'm gonna let pass interference. It's gonna have to, sorry, it's gonna have to be egregious mm-hmm. before I call it. And then you have other people. I'm gonna call it almost all in, the time. Yeah, almost all the time. Holding, I, same thing. I kind of like that as long as it's consistent, consistent throughout. Right. But also you have games that I'm walking in. I know for a fact I can play as a defense. I can play this a little bit rougher, or as an offense, I know that hey, I can take chances here because I might get a call. And the one thing I saw to go back to the NFL that was interesting is that um, I saw a lot of false starts that weren't called. That I know last year they would have 
immediately throwing the flag. I, and I assume that the reason is is that they don't want to slow the game down. No, they don't no. at all. I mean, you. I think, I think false, start, correction. false starts getting to the point where it's like there's holding on every play. Yes. I feel like the way offensive linemen pop up for like readjustments and all that, you could take that as a false start. You mm-hmm. really could, especially when some of them, it's really only like the left tackle popping up because he couldn't hear it. And I'm like, as a defensive lineman, you could really say, I po- I moved offsides because that guy moved. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I see, I saw a lot uh, yesterday and Sunday, the right tackle, because that's like typically the mm-hmm. um, the one I'm, I'm looking. I guess it flips field, so it doesn't make any sense. But regardless, I see them flip that back foot. Early, and then not calling it. I see it all. I saw it Sunday. Several Sunday times. was very noticeable. Several lot. times. Yeah. Several times. It was so. Yeah, just be consistent. And I'm kind of okay with the no calls for false starts. It doesn't help Aaron Rodgers, but you know, I think it makes the game cleaner, and um, you don't have to constantly get penalties where there's there's less offensive production when you do that. Agreed. Because so you, you have first and long, second and long, third and long. Yeah. Again. Know consistency though yeah so that was a bummer about the 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 lakers game the other night lakers heat game the other night it was it was fun to see jimmy butler go off because he's a great player i think he's probably a great guy if he's a great teammate i don't know it's a whole other conversation do lakers lose that game if no if anthony davis is in for the full i mean you can't know for sure but my guess would be no because I think it was an eleven point game by the end of it. It was a one hundred four to one fifteen game. So yeah, eleven point game. So yeah. yeah, I could see Anthony Davis making eleven points. Yeah, that's they ain't winning tonight. I mean, it sucks that uh, two of the best players the Miami Heat have gone out: uh, Bam Adebayo and uh, Goran Dragic. Um, that sucks. It would be cool to see them be a little more competitive, but at the same time, like. That's not the Lakers' fault. Why mm-hmm. do that? Why do they have to be punished by the refs for you know injuries, which is just a part of no, any sport? I'd love to see the Stars have a full team. They didn't. They didn't. That's part of that sports. sucks. It sucks. Get over it. Anyway, that was all I had from basketball. Yeah, huge basketball shorts. <laughs> uh, so why, do, why don't we ever talk about Tyler Hero's girlfriend? We did last podcast. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I think you were getting dinner. You were getting oh, okay. dinner at that time. I think I came back you in came and heard in about and heard. Yeah. But that's all I've heard about. Yeah. I just talked about her butt, and then you said, I saw it. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, I was uh, AFC. <laughs> or, away no, from a- keys? A- AM. AFM. <laughs> AFK. Away from what? Away from Mike. <laughs> um, okay, so that's it for me. And then now to our uh, criminal of the week, the crimes of Daryl Henley, presented to you by our very own Aaron Mason. Let's go. (laughs) I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, So before I get started, if you guys haven't tuned in to last week's episode five story presented by Brian of Randall Woodfield, I highly recommend you get on that. Um, it's really dark, so um, just you know, be prepared for some fucked up shit. But uh, I it love was, that promo. It was a great story. So <laughs> if you good. haven't heard it, skip a skip to the end. I think it's like around like the one minute, one hour, ten minute mark, something like that. So I'll, I'll check that out. Highly recommend it. Um, but for the sake of time, we've actually been um, on the show trying to make sure we stay within a certain schedule, uh, just to try and make things a little bit more 
organized and fluid. So I do have the story in front of me ready to go, but we are at the hour and a half mark. So we had good conversation today. I think things just needed to play out the way that they were. And uh, so I think we're going to tee it off with this story next week. So tune in next week for the story of Daryl Henley. Uh, we'll go over him and see what, what he did, and we'll touch base on that. But like I said, if you haven't heard Brian's story of Randall Woodfield, the I-5 killer, go check that shit out. Thomas, you have any wrap-ups, final remarks for us? Just that I love you, and thank you for listening. You're probably uh, listening to this six months from now, so just go ahead and hit the right arrow button and go ahead and skip forward to Aaron's story. <laughs> and then you could also hit smash that, that, smash that subscribe, subscribe button. button. Five hit stars like, on iTunes. Go up to the little right-hand, uh, little that little bell up there, and just go ahead and hit that. Hit the little ding button. Little notifications. Um, also, we have... Um, we're going to go ahead and just give out all of our Venmo handles right now, too, if you want to send us money. <laughs> May 91 I take nothing lo- like Nathaniel smaller than Nathaniel-Erickson-2. Patreon pending. Yes. Patreon. <laughs> I've got an OnlyFans account, too. You can subscribe to that shit if you want. Why have you we have this uh, from me? It's <laughs> OnlyFans.com slash for the love of the pod. <laughs> Backslash Joe Exotic. Backslash. Daryl Henley. Exclusive content. <laughs> <laughs> exclusive. Exclusive. Um, it's basically just pictures of us, but with Daryl Henley's face photoshopped over our yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening, whoever's listening. Um, I love you, and we'll talk to you next week. Love you. Mean it. Bye. We Bye. Love you. We love you so much.